Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Great to have you company here on Sports Day WA. We've got a few people uh, texting on the text line 0487 736 736. We'll get to those in a little while. We've got one, uh, actually Nick, Nick Catalano, who reckons he should be in the Italian team of the century. Kicked many a goal for Aruna in his day. And, of course, uh, he played, I think, in the South Suburban Football League for a while. Uh, he reckons Dom Cassisi should be captain. And Brian Sigatosto, who played in that 1970 South Fremantle Premiership side, should be vice-captain. As we know, Dom Cassisi uh, cut out a, a fantastic career at the Port Adelaide Footy Club. But good on you, Paisano. Yep, uh, a couple of good names there. But let me tell you, it'd be pretty hard to whittle it down to 23 in total. As I mentioned, that big event is happening for the WA Italian Team of the Century. And uh, a couple of great names involved in the selection panel there as well. Four materials, and I gather most of them may get a nod as well. We'll come back to that in a moment. Nick Catalano will catch up uh, soon too. As I said, um, very proud of his heritage. And we've seen some great Italian players uh, go around uh, playing Australian rules football over the years. All right, let's go to rugby now because there are some uh, major, major stories coming out of that code. And to discuss it with us is Mick Collis. Uh, thanks for your time, Mick. Pete, always good to talk rugby with you. Uh, it is. Um, would you believe, and I'll say this to our listeners, I've got you in Japan, of all places. <laughs> I know you're having a bit of a holiday, but you're across rugby. Have you bumped into Eddie Jones by any chance? <laughs> no. Good point, though. Yeah, he is. Eddie is over here after his, after his five-year contract with uh, Rugby Australia. lasted about eight months. So, yeah, he's over here now coaching the Japanese team. But haven't seen him, but I should uh, should look him up. <laughs> Let's talk about Super Rugby. It's not far away. And boy, oh boy, isn't there so much happening behind the scenes. The season gets underway literally in a couple of weeks' time. February the 23rd, we've got the force against the Hurricanes. But a lot of talk regarding the Rebels and the Brumbies, who, by the way, meet each other in round one. And the Melbourne Rebels in all sorts of trouble. Can they get out of it with... Uh, what is a, a sizable debt and some real issues? No, nah, Pete, the, the Rebels are gone. Uh, and look, it's a shame, but they've never really managed to, to get any sort of foothold in, in Melbourne. I think if you ask most people in Melbourne what the Rebels are, they'll say they're a bikey gang. And that, that's, that's kind of where they sit. You've got the Melbourne Storm, the rugby league team, one of the most successful rugby teams, rugby league teams in, in the history of the NRL, and, and people still don't really know who they are. But it's, it's an AFL town. It's never going to be anything other than an AFL town. People like it because it's got a, a big population. But in terms of the rugby and rugby, uh, rugby league and rugby union, it doesn't work. And the Rebels, they've just been a money pit since the moment they came in. And uh, now the rumours are that they're in debt to the tune of around fifth, between 15 and $20 million. Um, they've got no way of being able to, to pay that. So, yeah, they've entered voluntary administration and now Rugby Australia has now taken them over. So they now own them, but they're sick of bailing out the rebels. So I think at the end, well, they reckon that within about a month or so, they'll make a call on what's going to happen for 2025. The broadcast deal means they need to stay involved Certainly for this year, I think it was meant to be uh, for 2025 as well. But certainly they need to actually play this year because all the as you spent all the fixturings being done, and it'd be an embarrassment for Super Rugby if halfway through the season a team 
has, has to withdraw. So the Rugby Australia will prop them up for this year, but then after that, I reckon they'll cut them loose. And there's even been a bit of talk about the ACT Brumbies. Even though their chairman has come out today, Matt Nobbs, shutting down suggestions that the Super Rugby franchise is following the same path as the Rebels by heading into voluntary administration. My idea is there's never smoke with some fire. And I gather there's something going down at the ACT Brumbies, probably not as severe as the Rebels, however. No, look, I mean, the fact is all... Um, look, the, the, um, the Queensland Reds, they're OK now. They've had Ballymore has been redeveloped. So they've got a bit of an income stream coming through there. So they're OK. The Western Force are OK because we've got Twiggy Forest. So it's always handy to have a billionaire in your corner, which is fantastic. The New South Wales Waratahs, who are the main rugby state in Australia, they're, they're broke. So they're rugby straight at the start of the year. They want to do this, um, this centralisation system. So the, the Waratahs had no money. So they're all in there. said, yep, Rugby Australia can now run us. So they're, they're cleared. Rugby Australia is looking after all the costs of the Waratahs. They went in. They wanted to try and get the Brumbies as well, but the Brumbies have kicked up a stink and said, no, you're not having us because Rugby Australia wanted their uh, intellectual property as well. So they basically wanted to, to take over the Brumbies. And once Rugby Australia own these teams... That's when it becomes a bit scary. And we saw that with the Western Force in 2017. Rugby Australia owned the Western Force. So when there was talk about cutting a team, the only team they could cut was the Western Force because that's the team that they owned. So they now own the Waratahs, and they're not going to ever sack them because that is the heartland of rugby. They wanted to get the Brumbies, but the Brumbies have, have dug their heels in. They now own the Rebels. They won't own Queensland, and they won't own the Western Force. So it, I think the Brumbies... And, and Rugby Australia wanted to come in and check out the Brumbies' financials, and the Brumbies said, look, we're fine. They are in debt, but it's only to the tune of about $1.5 million. And that was a result of when the Western Force came back in, Rugby Australia had to cut the funding to the other four teams to give some funding to the Western Force during COVID. And Rugby Australia told those teams that that money would come back after COVID. Now, with COVID, as far as I know, is gone, but that money has not come back. So the debt that the, um, that the Brumbies have got is a result of Rugby Australia taking away some of their funding. They reckon that it's a loan, an interest-free loan, and they're under control, so they do not want to give Rugby Australia control of their thing. And, I, you know, I don't think they will. And and the merge, they've come out and said, yeah, the merger's off the cards. I don't think the merger was, would work anyway. So I really think that we'll lose we'll lose Melbourne. And the only thing that they wanted about Melbourne was the fact it's it's a very big city. I'm not sure. Is it the biggest in Australia? It's either the biggest or the second biggest. It's a, but it's a big market in terms of population. But that population doesn't care about rugby. So I think that... And all the corporate stuff, the support's there for the AFL. I think there's, what, 15 or 16 AFL teams in Melbourne? Yeah. That's where corporates want to spend their money. They don't want to spend it... On a, on a side that no one knows about. So it's only really rugby corporate people that were supporting rugby. It's not your general sponsor that would like to get involved. So, and, and, you know, the only reason they're still with us is that the Victorian government gave Rugby Australia $20 million, which then helped pay out the, the Rebels' debt, because and that guaranteed them, I think it was over a five-year period, to have test matches in Melbourne, which includes the British and Irish Lions, which comes in 2025. So the Victorian government, they paid a lot of money to guarantee those test matches, but they're not going to pay big money just to keep the Rebels afloat. So I really think that by the end of 2024, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of rugby players and a lot of support out of work. Interesting. Let's look at the Western Force, finally. They won five games last season. Again, missed out on the finals. So what's your forecast for this coming season? Look, I think it'll be better. It's funny. So Simon Cron is the coach of the Western Force. He came in uh, for last year, but he inherited a team. So any new coach that comes in, 
And I think he was promised that he'd have a better list than what he actually got. So he's had 12 months. And for me, I was always going to give him 12 months just to find his feet in WA, get rid of the deadwood that he doesn't want and recruit the sort of player that he does want. So he's had 12 months to do that. So I think the Western Force, they played a trial match against the Queensland Reds on the weekend. And again, it's a trial match, but it was an away win for the Western Force. They won um, all bar one game at home last year, didn't win a game on the road. So to go away up to Brisbane, and win a game, even though it was a trial, on the road. That's a really positive thing that the Western Force players will come back. Um, they've got a, a match on this weekend at, uh, at Revo Stadium at Claremont. I think they've recruited very well. Um, they've got you know Ben Donaldson, who was the starting number 10 in the end at the Rugby World Cup, which was a disaster in its own. Nick White, the former Brumbies halfback, he's here for a couple of years as well. They've got some um, some, some big names in terms of some hookers and 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 locks and they're, they're building depth and that's always been a problem for the Western Force. They've had a pretty good first 15. They're, they run on 15s being good but once they get some injuries and, they, and you inevitably do during the season, they just didn't have the depth to then plug those gaps and the, and the Western Force was almost like a second grade team running around and they never really res, re, achieved anything but I think what Simon Cron's done and the way he's recruited, he's got a good mix of experienced players, he's got some good young guys that are coming through. So Look, we're, we've been optimistic, Pete, since 2006 when the Western Force first started. But I think this year, I'm not going to say it's going to be our year, but it's certainly heading in the right in the right way. The trajectory is good, and they are improving as they go. And Simon Cron, this is his second year into a three-year contract, so I think they're only going to get better uh, under under Simon Cron and with the players that they've got. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident, Pete. Um, you know, I think it's the top eight they take into the final. So I really think. That, uh, that making that top eight finals will be the pass mark for the Western Force this year. Mick Collis, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the call, even though you're overseas at the moment. Enjoy the remaining days of uh, your holiday with the family, and we'll talk to you again soon. But as we know, the Super Rugby season not far away, commencing on February 23. Thanks for your time. Always a pleasure, Pete. Look forward to the next one. Cheerio. Yeah, good on you, Mick. Uh, Mick Collis joining us here on Sports Day WA. All thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, serving WA for over 45 years. As I said, come and join us anytime on the text line 0487 736 736. And, of course, between 6 and 8 uh, tomorrow morning, you can catch uh, Scotty and Goss for SCNWA breakfast. Uh, always a good start to the day. Uh, by the way, you can join the Red Army this NBL season. A big crowd there on Sunday afternoon to see... Damien Martin's jersey, number 53, retired. It was a special afternoon for everybody concerned with the Perth Wildcats. And unfortunately, they didn't perform on the court, but that's another issue. So you can join the Red Army this NBL season by becoming a Perth Wildcats member. Might be a good time to become a member as they head towards uh, the playoffs. Uh, So get involved with them. Bit of Speedway action coming up. uh, And every now and then we will be uh, talking uh, Speedway. Uh, Speedway Nation slide into the world of dirt track Speedway. We've got our expert joining us next right here on Sports Day WA.